Hey everybody, this is Ash, and welcome to the 100 and something episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Um, sorry, I don't know the actual episode number, but I've been doing this thing from, two, from 2014, so I don't even keep track anymore. Two, 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 two. Two, two, two. I guess that means something in astrological, I don't know, tarot thing somewhere, but it means nothing to me. But, you know, I feel like maybe this is like the retrograde where things are going to come and happen soon. So I'm trying to stay positive and keep on keeping on in the K-pop sphere. How about my two co-hosts? Say hi. All right. I was, yeah. I mean, I did not know there was astrological significance to two, 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 two. I mean, I don't know. I've just been hearing people be like, it's two, 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 two. I don't know, whatever. Honestly, I think, I think that might be onto something though, because I feel like I saw a couple of posts about it being astrologically significant, if you believe in astrology, but it's kind of funny because Nat's, Nat's name on here is 2022 Nat because she's lazy and doesn't know how to put another name. So it's very funny. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. This day was good for me. I mean, I slept a lot, but you know, that's life. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes we need a four hour nap before stuff, you know takes off so you know yeah before important for four hours yeah uh yeah i don't know if there's any significance i mean i know it's just like a palind- is it palindrome is like the type of the that is like red forward as it is backwards like radar yeah forward as it is backwards yeah and then so also because shoes day people were calling it tuesday <laughs> which i thought was kind of cute but I oh yeah, yeah. also yeah. it's Red Lobster's anniversary two year. No wait, <laughs> it's more than two, two year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's their anniversary nonetheless. Y'all know what I mean. So yeah. they um, make sure that I don't. I mean, this is gonna be out. But you don't know for next year. I guess February twenty second is their anniversary. So make sure you download um, their app so you can get free. You know what? Check this out. That- so we getting free advertisements for Red Lobster. We can't be doing it. I mean, yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce did it. So I mean, Beyonce, <laughs> she did it because she just felt like it. You know, she's like, I'm helping them out. So yes. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's considered a lucky day. So and it's supposed to be something well, about like positive outlook and stuff so yes let's all have a good positive outlook for well two 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 is like the angels number. It's like. It's like the number of angels, like when they're trying to communicate with you, I think. I don't know, y'all. It's just- well, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of have a 222 22 thing to, to add because I found out that I did not get a job today, but I found out that I got past a hard stage of one job to an interview. So, hey, stay positive. positive. Yeah, positive. But yes, I guess, yeah, that was a long winded hello. Good morning. Yes. Um, Hola. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but yeah, let's get into what we're listening to, I guess. Yeah, who wants to go first? I'll go since I did not mute. I've been listening to Dilemma by A-Pink, which is their newest comeback. I love that song. I know people are like, oh, it's not as good as their other stuff since they came back all matured. But I, it was, it, it was a grower. And it has grown on me. So I am loving it. 
and I've been listening to mostly R&B actually lately, like Tony Braxton, Drew Hill, sure, Brandy, you know, I don't know, I've just been feeling that maybe because it's Black History Month still, stay woke, but I don't know, just been yes, listening to that like it's more. Black History Month and history. It was, and it was so ghetto. Everybody and their mama was like super racist. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, it's so it's weird. Crazy. It didn't even feel like Black History Month this year to me. I like, know. These companies didn't even try. You know, normally they try to like pander to us. They didn't even try to do that. Like, it's been a mess. Spotify basically said, hey, we are quite happy with having racists here. How about we just give a whole bunch of you guys some money and so you can stop complaining about it? Like, that yeah. was like that is a thing that happened this month on top of the other things that also happened this month so yeah stay well what about you guys i've been listening to actually a little bit of k-pop so you'd be proud of me i was kind of like forced to listen to some bts but i i do like some bts music so that's good and then for some reason earlier crown by two by two was in my head so that and then a little bit more of two by two because you know that's my go-to group in terms of k-pop i can't think if i was listening to any other k-pop yeah i don't think i've listened to any other i listened to like a little bit of like i want to say luna hold on let me look at my workout playlist because something came up in my workout playlist that i was listening to oh i listened to one ho ain't about you which is a good song still Hmm. Oh, 10. So you guys know, remember when SM first introduced like 10 and like NCT U? It was like a year or so after that. And they had like a SM station and 10 did like this dance to this song, Dream in a Dream. That is not really a song because it doesn't have any lyrics. I guess it can be a song without lyrics. But you know what I'm saying. It's a song called Dream in a Dream. And I was listening to that. And I just re- remember how much I love that song. It's such a good song. But that's like the K-pop I've been listening to. In terms of like other music that I've been listening to, lots and lots of the same stuff. So like Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now, literally just that one song. Doja Cat, like, I think it's like that. Yeah, like that. And then the one she has with SZA. I've been listening to some Justin Bieber, a little bit of Drake. Um, Trying to think what else. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez, like, Lose You to Love Me, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I cycle through music so, you know, like, this is part of the cycle. And I've been getting back into... So there's this one Thai song that I was into for a long time, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it again. I was like, damn, this song still goes. So <laughs> so I've been listening to just a little bit of everything, to be honest. And I'm quite proud of myself. Also, 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 Attack on Titan OST. I've been listening to Aaron's theme. Aaron's theme is really creepy. It's really scary. Like, I don't recommend listening to Attack on Titan OST unless, like, you're in a mood to, like, be creeped out. Like, don't listen to it while you study or while you work or anything because it's not good for your mental health. But, yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Oh, one question. Have you heard anything about people criticizing Attack on Titan because it encourages fascism or doesn't completely... Like it somewhat defends it. One hundred percent, yes. <laughs> okay, that's all I need. That's all I need to know. I, I, I'm not really. I don't know much about Attack on Titan, but I heard something about that. I was like, uh, okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay, it's cool. Actually, interesting conversation. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yes, but for me, I haven't really been listening to a lot of K-pop this past couple of weeks. I've been listening to some new deep cuts pop songs by people I don't really, I guess they're newer artists. I just go on YouTube music and look for like, there's certain playlists that have like undiscovered pop stars or like people that aren't really famous, famous. And there's some interesting stuff. That's kind of how I find you like pop, pop music, like happy, fun, danceable, catchy pop music. It's not K-pop. There's actually a couple of like boy band sounding stuff coming out of some non-Korean groups. So that's interesting. And a lot of uh, show tunes. I, I'm usually not in a show tune mood, but I'm just listening to the Disney classics. And I finally listened to the Encanto soundtrack because I've been hearing about that for weeks. It's not bad. I don't put it up there with the Disney classics, but I do think it was better than Frozen soundtrack, which basically only had Let It Go as the only thing that stood out. And obviously that was a huge hit, but I'm kind of glad that Encanto, um, we don't talk about Bruno has overtaken it because I'm so t- tired of Frozen. Like, seriously, I'm just glad something else is is up there now now well Miranda so I'm always for you know his stuff and um yeah that's about it so let's move on to our comebacks and debuts we have a lot so we're not going to talk about every single one but if you guys have any particular ones that you want to talk about other than the ones that I mentioned just chime in first off we have Taeyeon with is it Envu? I envy you Okay. Oh, yes. Right. Okay. Huh? That's a clever. (laughs) Yeah, I always miss stuff like that somehow. I have not heard it, but I did see a review. Was it NME, possibly? That said it was, like, really good. They used some, you know, flowery words to describe how good the song was in their eyes. But seems like it will probably be another hit for her. Any thoughts on that? Okay, so the song itself, I didn't like it. I only like, I think the album's okay. It definitely isn't as good as her first two albums, Purpose, and uh, I can't remember the name of Voice. Voice was the first one, yeah. So they're not as good as that. I only like one song so far, Some Nights. I Envy You is fine. I think people just keep saying that the music video is very pretty, and it is very pretty. SM put a lot of money into it, but I think the song was like a bit on the boring side, in my opinion. I mean, okay, I have listened to all these songs, mostly because I did play them on the radio on Sunday. So, A Pink's Dilemma, fantastic. Porn I haven't actually listened to yet. Epic High's Grace So Grace, cute. I mean, I, I think it's what you would expect from them. A lot of people were really into Treasure's Jikjin, and it did really, really well. Like, I think half a million sales or something like that. Song's all right. Viviz, bop. Haven't listened to Perism yet, so, but the song is great. Big Mama came back with Born. Fantastic album. These girls can Ooh, sing. These they have an album? Sing. I remember them from seeing them. This was before my K-pop fan time, but I always remembered I was like, they are really good singers for, they're not really K-pop singers because they're more focused on vocals, but they have new stuff out. Yeah, so basically they did a killing voice last year and mm-hmm. that brought in so much attention that they started doing some variety here and there and then they just dropped the album. It's called Born. The album's good. One of my favorite songs on it is called Starry Night. It's very like, not quite, more funk, I think. More funk. Um, but it's mm-hmm. really fun and they sound fantastic as always. I mean, come on. But Starry Night is definitely like, perfect. So let's see. Stacy came back today with Run To You. Uh, it's not ASAP. It's not so bad, but it's like stereotype level. I think it'll grow. 
And then in terms, we had the debut of another group from JYP today, but we'll talk about that later. And then in terms of things like, so basically when me and Jimin recorded, there was no new music basically because of the lunar holiday. And after, right after the lunar holiday, everybody and their mom announced their, that they're coming back. So Dreamcatcher's coming back. BTOB came back today. I haven't listened to it. Formerly from XID is coming back. Stray Kids is coming back. Bang Youngook. The ladies always want to bang Youngook. He's coming back with an album. Monster X's Kihun is coming back. Is or I think it might be a debut, actually. Red Velvet's coming back. And Oh My Girl is coming back as well. So Jeez. exciting. Yeah, everybody. That's a thing to me. Can you say that? Oh, yeah. no. That's the thing that I say whenever I see him. Every time I'm, I follow him on IG, and every time I see his name, I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Do yes. not message this man. Yes. Nat, thank you for giving me our episode title. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is genius. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my it, god, like honestly, that just gave me so much like I they gave me you know the feeling that you get when you listen to ASMR, it's like a brain thing. That's yes. what my brain just did stuff. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, but moving on. We now have our topics. I have a diverse mix of things to cover this week. I never got mm-hmm. to say what I was interested in here. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. I felt like since you chimed in that you mentioned something, but please, please go ahead. I want to hear Stacy. Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, I saw them and I was like, I should hear their, because I normally like their stuff. So. Actually, we should do an album review because it is the full album. Oh, oh yeah, let's do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All my girl seems cute too, but at the same time, like the last time I listened to All My Girl, I listened to it for like mm, like two weeks straight and like kind of fell off. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. I have to make a playlist of the best of Oh My Girl. And then you'll always listen to Oh My Girl because they are fantastic and have been since debut. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yes, Ash. Any oh sorry, anything else, Jimin, that you're excited for? Nope. Well, I'm not going to say no. I'll just say not like, you know, I'll, I'm open to listening to things and see where they go. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, first topic we have um, coming up, I guess Jackson fans are going to be very disappointed because he's rumored to be dating Silent G idols, Yuki. So actually, it, they're not, ex- they're not. Oh, because oh. apparently, so there's a video of her, like, going to his hotel and then leaving mm-hmm. his hotel with, like, three flowers. And most Jackson mm-hmm. fans that I've seen online were, like, too rich to be just giving this bitch three flowers. So, I don't know. I was kind of like, so we're going with the he's not this broke angle. Okay. I just want to make sure I was going. <laughs> but, like, that's what I've been seeing a lot of online. No one's mm-hmm. upset. No one's coming for Yuki. Like, no one's doing any of that. Good. I think, personally, hey, girl. Jackson at one time in an interview, the lady, uh, the interviewer had asked Jackson Wang what his best feature was, and he hinted towards his dick. So who knows? She might be living the life. Good for I her. mean, he seems like a but all men lie. So yeah, he seems yeah, like but, a boy. But I've heard things from people who potentially have slept with Jackson Wang, and like. Mm-hmm. It seems like he has regular people for that in the United States. 
and they're all very happy. So <laughs> who knows? I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised because he just seems cocky. Like he knows, you know, he has things going on. But I, I don't know. I feel like from what I've seen of him anyway, obviously I don't know him. But I wouldn't trust him in a relationship, at least not at this point in his life. He just seems like he's, he's a cheater. Really, he looks like a cheater, right? Yeah. He's really into himself, you know. So, yeah, I think it's perfect. Personally, like really quickly, just because they're both Korean idol, like they're in Korean K-pop groups, but they're Chinese, so they mm-hmm. both kind of understand the line you have to sort of like tiptoe around, especially as things are getting really nasty between Korea and China. So. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think it would be like the perfect type of relationship. If you're not going to date somebody who's not who's a non-celebrity, it's just like <laughs> you hide that person away. Like yeah. it would probably be perfect for you to date somebody who's also flying to Korea for comebacks and going back to China to work and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah might not even too. be serious. Yeah, might not even be serious, or they might become new Hyuna and Idan. Never know. So, no more thoughts on that. Queendom 2 is coming. Yes. It is going to be debuting. It will be airing on Thursday at 9.20 p.m. Starting from March 31st. And the contestants will be Brave Girls, Vivis, Vivis, Vivis. Formerly of G-Friend, just three of the numbers. Yeah, Vivis. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember. WJSN, Luna, Kepler and Yolin. We, you know, like as with the last season, the K-pop acts will compete by releasing a new song on the same, each releasing a new song on the same day. A lot of times, I, I think I've seen the performances, they'll do remixes of other group songs. And it, it's pretty interesting uh, from when I've seen it. it. Some of the groups get a huge bump from it and some don't. But I think it will be interesting and will be the show's host. So what do you think, Nat? I know you watched the actual episodes um, from last season. Yeah, I don't watch Korean Variety anymore, really, because I hate editing. But (laughs) Queendom was my my show. And so I've been patiently waiting for Queendom 2 with all these boy versions that are not as good, in my opinion. So I'm excited. I I do think there were some missteps, not going to lie. I think Kepler literally debuted last month. They have two songs. Yeah, that's what I thought. They, and they, they just won reality competition to be thrown into another reality competition. But my theory is that Mnet is either like doesn't like the amount of success they've had so far and they want to push them to be higher because I think Ivy's doing better, Espa's still leading the pack and stuff like that. So I think and I don't I don't really hear people talking about the girls in Kepler, to be quite honest. So it could be that. But also, mm-hmm. too, they're an Mnet group, and Queen Num is on Mnet. I mean, they're probably just, oh, well, this is going to be a good way. Like, we don't have to pay to get them on the show or, like, you know, it's our show. So let's just use right. them, about them even more because everybody mm-hmm. does get a boost. Also, too, I, so everybody kind of wanted Dreamcatcher to be on it, but you have to have at least one music show win, and Dreamcatcher does not have any music show wins. So How? that's also why. How? They almost won once and Everglow won instead. So it was kind of bittersweet for a lot of people uh, who like both groups. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so that's why, because, I mean, Dreamcatcher's coming towards, like, the end of their first contract, you know? So people are kind of mm. like, this is kind of like a 
one of the last opportunities to really get some recognition in Korea. Also, too, I would not have put Hyolin in the show as a competitor and have Taeyeon host it because they're kind of contemporaries. So it's kind of weird to me. I think they should have went with like an older idol, like Lee Hyori. It's almost been two seasons to be with this group, though. No, but as a host is what I mean. It's not oh, like, oh, 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 I thought you meant as a contestant. No, 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 no. no. Okay. As a host, I think, like, oh, okay. as I said, I just don't, it kind of, like, in Kingdom and Road to Kingdom, having TVXQ host it makes sense. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. there's so, there's, like, there's a gap between them and the actual, like, people competing. There's not right. much of a gap between Sister and Girls' Generation. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of weird. It would be, like, you know, I think people just see Girls' Generation as being more seasoned because they've had so many awards and, and people look at them as historic K-pop where Sistar has had historic moments. But I don't know. I, I think people don't see them on the same level. So it, they, they view it differently. You know, it would be I mean, they definitely don't see them on the same level. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I just thought it was kind of weird. I was like, you should have probably if you knew you were going to have somebody like <laughs> debut who debuted quite similarly to the host, you might as well have just like gone with somebody a little bit older. I think like more of a yeah. senior figure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. no, I definitely think Taeyeon is a little yeah, a little weird to be the host, but I mean, Korea loves her, so yeah, and she's really popular on Amazing Saturday, so I think a lot of people are going to like they like she's really definitely kind of grown into more of a variety person now too so mm-hmm. that is not surprising i think it's gonna be interesting i hope it's not gonna be as competitive like the guy versions were very competitive whereas queen of the original one was not very competitive they tried to mm-hmm. make it kind of nasty in the beginning like girls you know who do you think he's you're gonna beat who do you think you're gonna be kind of thing and then yeah. like it didn't really resonate well with the girls or like the audience and then they t- sort of turned it into like girl empowerment love like we do like and everybody's showing love to each other and stuff like that i kind of forgot that they were competing really until the end <laughs> Mama <laughs> won. i was like oh that okay whatever that's fine uh but the guys version was very competitive fandoms were like crazy straight kids won every single competition which don't even make sense to me it was definitely like a fandom war kind of thing i mean yeah bobby lost a rap competition that is really all i need to say about that show so yeah i'm hoping it's nothing like kingdom maybe a little um, bit like road to kingdom because that was a little bit better they were actually performing and not like their mics were turned on so <laughs> that was the difference between road to kingdom and kingdom so i'm hoping that it's it's gonna be more like original queendom instead of any of those two things to be quite honest and it's just female empowerment great stages a lot of fun let's go yeah, uh, one last comment on that. I do think that shows to the whole dynamic of how girl group support is very the general populace, you know, kind of in that area. And of course, boy boy groups are fandoms just, you know, mass voting all the time. So Actually, just lastly, like really quickly, I was yeah. thinking that today because I saw how much records, how many albums, sorry, that Treasure had sold. And I was like, that's funny. I bet you Korea doesn't even know a single person in Treasure. But no. they sold 500,000 copies. But if you look at the charts, it's like mostly girl groups, like in terms yeah. of singles that people are actually listening to. So mm-hmm. it is, and I feel like I thought that would have changed after a while, but it hasn't. <laughs> Girls are just mm-hmm. like slowly catching up in terms of, of album sales, but they still are like, the general public would rather listen to a girls group song than a boy group song, which is crazy after all this time. But yes. Yeah. 
Well, next up, Fan Fan Bing Bing was recently emerged from wherever she has been for the last while after her whole controversy with China and then disappearing for a long time when her big Hollywood action thriller with Jessica Chastain and Lupita Nyong'o 355 came out, which was her first film in four years. And now she's going to be making her first Korean drama appearance in JTBC's new series, Insider. Apparently, the shooting of her segments was recently completed but there isn't any detailed information about what her character is going to be like or, you know, what their role is going to be in the series, which is an action thriller about a judicial trainee having trouble with the undercover um, investigation sort of deal. So, uh, yeah. Any thoughts about Fun Bing Bing? We know Chata is always acting up, so who knows what's going on there. But at least she's out and about and, and working now so i only put this on the list because i love her <laughs> i'm <gonna be> honest <laughs> i don't i've never seen anything with her in it but i do obviously know her she's one of the bigger you know stars from china obviously has global recognition so yeah it makes sense that if anyone you know she would be making an appearance in the k-drama i just want to clarify that <laughs> chinese dramas are actually on par, sometimes better than Korean dramas. So this is not a step down for her. I think the only difference is that Korean dramas are very highly marketable in international communities, mm-hmm. whereas I don't like Chinese dramas, not so much right now. So I think yeah. this is probably why she's willing to do this. But she's bigger than like every Korean actor. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. So like, let's yeah. yeah. You know I mean, what? Chinese... Yeah. yeah. No, I was no, going to say, say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, no. I was going to say that basically, you know what Chinese dramas do better than Korean dramas? They have female friendships. And you don't need to be a drama about female friendships to have female friendships. Okay. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but yeah, what were you going to say? Wow. No, the only thing I was going to say is, I mean, in general, China's uh, movie and like TV drama market is i would say bigger than korea's i mean they have the bigger population for one but i think they definitely china's just bigger they have more global recognition as a whole even though k-pop and k-drama and how you is the trend right now but they just have the bigger resources and everything so yeah that's not surprising at all so if there are no more thoughts on on bing bing on to BTS. A few things about them going on. Oh, well, this is kind of about BTS and kind of about just in general. So as far as COVID is concerned, there have been more K-pop stars diagnosed with COVID. Unsurprisingly, some of them have been touring and such like Momoland. They were doing promotions in Mexico. Obviously, they had the help promotions after Nancy, members Nancy and Hib. Aben, um tested positive for COVID-19. Group Woods, uh, member Cho sung Yun diagnosed with COVID-19. Eyes One? I always, re- I always don't know how to say their groups. It's Eyes One. Eyes One, okay. Kim min diagnosed with COVID-19. WJSN's Unsu. Billy's She. Ice-T Entertainment has uh, apparently had a boy group survival show. It was supposed to premiere soon, but it's been postponed. The premiere has due to some of the trainees testing positive. 
And in the middle of all of that, BTS is is announcing tours in Korea. They have a Seoul Stadium tour that is going to be broadcasting live online on March the 12th, I believe. And they just announced new permission to dance on stage, Las Vegas dates, April 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th, with online viewing on the 16th. See, this makes me wonder if Sukjin is going to the Army soon. I mean, he probably should have went last year, because I feel like everybody born in 92 went last year, and even Taemin went, and Taemin wasn't born until 93. So... This meant, and part of the reason why I also think this too is because you would think like, I, I don't know, this just seems a bit like, like I feel like there's usually some like a lot more preamble. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like in the past they've always kind of just like announced dates and immediately started having shows. Well, I do know for one thing, the Grammys are supposed to be on April 4th in Las Vegas. So it kind of makes sense that they're mm, trying to yeah. raise their visibility around that time. But other than that, I mean, I could see, I mean, I keep hearing rumors about people going to the army soon. But I mean, I honestly, I don't know, because I feel like there's a lot of reasons Hyde would send them to the army and a lot of reasons that they wouldn't. I kind of I've heard things around that people think that if they don't win a Grammy this year, then they're more likely to move ahead with the army thing than if they don't, because obviously the Grammy would be a huge they would make it a huge deal and there would be more fuel to give them special permission to not go. So I don't know how relevant or, you know, real that is, but that's some people's viewpoints on it. So any other thoughts on that? No, no, I definitely think that he's going to the army. That was my first thought when the concerts, both when the Vegas show actually was announced, not the Seoul show, because they didn't mention last year that they're going to be there for their Korean fans. But Mm -hmm. when I heard the Vegas ones, I was like, hmm, that's suspicious. But I totally forgot the Grammys are on April 3rd. So I wonder if this is going to be like, if they already know they're going to win, so they're just going to be there. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to be like performing at this big Vegas thing. And then, I don't know, maybe Jin will enlist, regardless of if they win a Grammy or not. And then yeah. decide of like their farewell. Because I mean, I don't, I don't think we've heard anything about them dropping a new album this year. So, okay. yeah. So it could be either or. In addition to that, Hybe has become the first K-pop management agency to surpass 1 trillion won, or 838 million U.S. dollars, in annual sales, boosted, obviously, by the success of BTS. Basically, their sales for 2021 were tallied tentatively, say that word, tallied at 1.25 trillion won, up 58% from the previous year, uh, and they became the first K-pop agency to hit that milestone. BTS, Single Butter, sold seven, 7.4 million copies. And 17, Tomorrow Buy Together and In Hyphen, also sold 3.7 million, 1.8 million, and 2.2 million copies, respectively. Then you have Ariana Grande, which is managed by Ithaca, which I've acquired. Um, her album sold 2.4 million copies. And then Justin Bieber, who's also under Ithaca, his album sold 2.35 million copies. And then there's just money on top of money from live performances and 
you know, promotion, sales, whatever, whatever. Um, so basically, yeah, they're making a crap ton of money from BTS. And I don't know, BTS is making a lot of money, but, you know, it's I don't know. It's like, it still feels like the impact is not there. I'll touch mm-hmm. on that in a second, because I want to go back to what you said when you were kind of going through how much each of them made. But I feel like two by two made out the worst in this scenario, and they didn't deserve to make out the worst. Because if you look at, obviously you know we talk about how music is subjective but that's a whole lie music is very objective and two by two objectively had the best release of all of those artists last year some people might argue in hyping i would have to disagree i'm I mean, I, I'm sure they might have been better than Butter. Hard, everything's better than Butter. And I thought Butter was decent. Like, I, I like Butter, but I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like it's the best song BTS ever had. But if we look at all of those artists, even Justin Bieber, even Ariana, none of them either had, none of them released any music. Either they didn't release music or they didn't release music that was at the level of what 2 by 2 did last year. So it's very sad and unfortunate that all that money one is going to bang PD and his Gangnam girlfriend, but two, if you, I wonder too, in terms of the proceeds from their merch sales, from concerts, from you know, you you have to wonder how that money is being split up in the company and what that looks like. Obviously, in music industry, there's royalties and there's all these other aspects of getting paid and how that all works, and and it's based on sales, but. Also, too, you got to split it amongst your group members. So I don't know. I just really i don't know i feel weird too saying this because i just know last time i checked two by two is still living in a dorm together and i really hate that for them like i don't i think they're at a point in their career and this is so crazy because i guess they just debuted in 2019 but i still feel like they have they deserve to have like their own money their own space and do their own thing especially now that hype makes has made so much money it would be different if hype was like poor still but they've made so much money that I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. It, it kind of makes me uncomfortable, the whole, like, how, to, how, how, go ahead. Yeah, no, I've always felt the whole dorm thing was just ridiculous anyway. Mostly, like you said, most of these companies have plenty of money to put these people in decent housing that's not cramped college dorms. Like, it's, I don't get it. I guess it's to humble them, but, you know, they've been humbled enough. I mean, yeah, I think it's a control like, thing, to be mm-hmm. honest, having them all in the same place that you pay for it's a controlling factor yeah but if you're if you're gonna do that like why not just do an apartment building because you know what's really interesting is a couple years ago when the news first broke about jungkook buying his like first apartment it was interesting because he bought an apartment in the same building as j-hope so you can literally just rent out a floor in an apartment building and just do that instead of just having them all live in this like i don't think is they don't have any personal space despite being grown men. Like, I think people forget with two by two, like, yeah, they're young and yeah, they're some of the youngest in the, in, in hype, but all of these men are, I think, who's the youngest two by two, Hyunin Kai. Kai was born in 2002. Like these are adults and they, and yeah, you could say, well, in college adults live like this. Sure, I'll give you that. But also in college, nobody's getting paid millions of dollars or should be. Or how about this? In college, nobody's making millions of dollars because 
two by two is making millions of dollars and it just like irritates me to know that they are, they don't have personal space and they, and maybe they want to live in the dorm but i just doubt it because okay this is me going on my dorm rant i'm sorry but am i the only person who feels like a lot of these um idols don't want to necessarily live in those dorms am i the only person that feels that way i i don't know i don't think so but at the same time like a lot of like the groups that I've been into are older groups. So they usually have fond memories of it. I mean, at the time, probably it's garbage, but eventually, eventually everybody wants their whole space, their own space, and they want their freedom. Um, I think it might be more I mean, fun. I highly doubt Top would want to live with like G-Dragon and Sungry and all of those guys. I, I highly doubt he would want to like, I mean, share space. now, yeah, I mean, in the beginning yeah, of your I mean, career, when, you when you're- started, you're like 12. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, I mean, an experiment. <laughs> And I think, too, you're also so crazy busy in the beginning that it's just really convenient for everybody to have you all in the same space because then the managers just come and grab you and then you go and you work and then you sleep like two hours and then you're back at work. You know what I mean? So I think it's different when you start, especially when you start to slow down as idols and you have more free time. Yeah, you're not going to want to share space with dudes, especially I'm assuming some of these dudes are not like the cleanest either. So you like your shit. I was about space. to say, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was gonna say, I sorry, Ash. I want you to say what you're gonna say, but I was oh, okay. yeah. that in my brain. I was thinking, I bet you a lot of idols or a lot of people in general. But I think we think of celebrities and we think of them in a certain way. But like, mm-hmm. how many of them don't shower or how many of them don't smell particularly good? Probably quite a lot, especially the men. So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we have these ideas of things, but honestly, I don't know why I'm about. I'm about to go on another tangent, y'all, about how people smell. <laughs> For real, have you ever thought about? Does my favorite idol smell like you know clean, fresh linen, or does he smell like a uh, body odor that he covered up with Axe? I mean, if he's a human being, he probably smells like a human being smells, which is not great a lot of the time, unless you wash and wear cologne and perfume and stuff the and biggest so. surprise was rain when i heard that thing about rain what thing <laughs> oh, i don't know if i should say because <laughs> i feel like it's i mean it was somebody who actually met him who said it so i guess but somebody said they met rain and that his breath was not the freshest and it, after that i was like because <laughs> i mean well, you know, like somebody who i mean he does act he acts as well so i mean i feel like other people would be saying that more if it yeah. were 100% true maybe he just didn't get to brush his teeth and that day or something or had something you know I mean, yeah that that, I mean, yeah so, I'm, 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 yeah but i didn't want to mention you sorry i didn't want to mention i did read a blind that about bts and how much they make and apparently they only make 10 percent 90% goes to the man. There's no way. That's There's what no the blind way. said. That's what the blind said. So I, I would be surprised because 10% is still a lot. And 10% so, like, of what they bring in, you mean? Yes. So I let's guess, let's just let's just say, let's extrapolate that 7.7 million sales. Out, let's just say albums. And let's say what, or not albums, these um butter singles. And how much is a single? I don't know. I've never bought like one. $1.29 or something on I Apple Music. I assume, yeah. Okay, seven point seven million. You mean to tell me they're only making like a million dollars total off of that? That 
is what I read. It's a blind. So, I mean, it's not like... The I mean, okay, in the same yeah. way, though, I could yeah. kind of believe that at the same time, because if yeah. you think about it, this money is going to Hive, and Hive has a bunch of managers. Hive has a bunch yeah. of staff. So yeah. they would have to pay that staff somehow. So they would probably take the, all of their revenues for the year and a, a portion of that is only for staff because they have so many staff. It's different from the American system where in America, you don't, the, the same people, your record label is n- almost never the same thing as your agency, which is almost never the same thing as your manager. Yeah. Those are typically three different entities and you pay them in three different ways. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Hive is like a one-stop shop. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I said, it's a blind. Who knows? Who knows if that's true or not? But when I heard it, I was like, uh, you know, I've heard of very predatory, like, <laughs> idle contracts. So I would not be surprised if that was Also, the back to the rain thing. Yeah. I agree with you that if that was like a universe, like if that was a thing, it would we would have more reports. Because yeah. the only reason why we know Ellen breath stink is because every celebrity said her breath stink. <laughs> Which is like. Lady, your job is to talk to people face to face. Come on. I mean, at her level of fame, I wouldn't be surprised if she just didn't care anymore. Yeah, pretty quiet. That's also true. Yeah. That's also true. She's like, so what my breath stain? I got millions of dollars. <laughs> and she's right. She's right. <laughs> I, feel like, time, I feel like, what's the point of having millions of dollars if your, your whole skeleton is going to fall out of your head because you don't brush your teeth? I mean, they just use their money to get whatever a new skeleton. I would be surprised if they could do. I mean, like with all the money they have, yeah. I mean, it's like whatever. My teeth fall out, I can skip veneers. Like facts, because um, Magic Johnson definitely does not have HIV anymore. He definitely does not. He hasn't had HIV since he first got it. So you know what? There's a skit on South Park where literally, like, the whole thing is that to cure cancer, you just throw money at it. So yeah. Because, yeah, that whole thing is... Speaking of, Queen Elizabeth got COVID. Okay, so here's my theory. I mean, since we're already doing it, here's my theory about Queen Elizabeth. That lady has been dead for at least 10 years. No one can tell me any different. (laughs) I feel like we ain't seen this lady in a hood, like, so long. And the the very few times we see her, these big event kind of things. And so my, my opinion is that this lady, this is a robot. That is not Queen Elizabeth. It hasn't been Liz for at least 10 years, in my opinion. I think that she's doing this because she wanted that special jubilee to show that she's the longest reigning monarch. And... And also, too, because people really still don't like her son. (laughs) So, she almost can't die by default. Or if she does die, she has to have a robot. Yeah, exactly. And then, so here's the thing. I honestly feel like this whole thing has been, like, her team sort of slowly, you know, working, uh, soft-launching her death. You know what I mean? So, because, like, it's not surprising that before she got COVID, she she, she made some... Some she wrote some letter or something talking about how I want Camilla to be queen one day, even though nobody can stand that bitch and her her bitch husband. So there's that, and then mm-hmm. and then how does this lady have COVID? Even her yeah, that's what I was thinking. Here. Like you would think you would think that Queen Elizabeth would be quarantined to like the max. There's nobody getting around her, so her getting COVID just seems so fake. Even her kids can't just walk into her room. You know what I mean? So Queen Elizabeth have COVID. But it was really the Camilla stuff that 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 really angered me. 
Well, you know, now I do want to speak too about the robot theory because the only reason why I don't really subscribe to that as much is because, listen to me talking like that's like a logical thing. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I don't really subscribe to it is because there was a video recently where she was cutting into a cake and she cut halfway through the cake and then she said, okay, peasants, y'all come finish this off. I'm not cutting to the rest of this cake. And I was like, yeah, that's some shit a royal would do. You can't program a robot that well. So. You can. You can. We don't know if they have that technology, but they, <laughs> they probably do. They probably do have that technology. I mean, people thought there'd be flying cars by now. Yeah. I bet you there are flying cars. We just don't have them. We just don't us see peasants, Us peasants. What if exactly. they're like invisible? And that's why like we can't see them because poor people can't see it. I mean, there are theories that there are advanced technology, but the governments are just hiding it and using it for the quote-unquote elite. Um, Or the lizard people. Yeah. (laughs) We should keep our Queen Elizabeth conspiracy theories in the episode. Um, So what was we talking about? Yeah. With surgeon cover cases and every item, that mommy getting infected. Yeah, when I saw that Yonjun had it and that Queen Elizabeth had it, I'm not going to call that woman queen, that Liz had it. I was very much like, yeah, at this point, COVID seems a bit endemic. It seems like everybody will get it or has had it. So now, obviously, that you should still take precautions so you don't get it. But it, it, I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, that seems endemic. And also with them topping one trillion won, it's just, I'm not, I mean, what did you expect? They literally acquired Ithaca, which is a huge, you, you can't say that, you know, not for nothing. I mean, that's 5.5 million of their sales. That's still a lot. And I would assume that Justin Bieber and um, Ari are also making a lot of money in merch, making a lot of money in tour tourism, if they are touring, making a lot of money in appearances. These are areas that I feel like the things that American celebrities are making most money on are actual appearance type things, which is different from Korean idols. I don't think in Hypen or 2i2 or 17 are making a lot of money for appearances. No, I don't think so either. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber probably gets at least 100K to feature. At least, yeah. (laughs) You said what, Nat? No, I said like at least, at least that. I mean, no, that's a minimum. I mean, if you have people like Nicki Minaj still getting like 100K for a feature, Bieber is definitely getting at least 100K for a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ariana, Ariana to me is in another stratosphere of celebrity. I know that you could say that about Justin Bieber, but I don't think anymore. I feel like these days, not really. I think Ariana is, though. I think people consider her super A-list. But yeah, I mean, all of this to say, basically, this is not a shock. I, I think we all kind of predicted when Hybe, when they first turned into Hybe and purchased Ithaca. I think we all kind of predicted that from here on out, it's going to be them on one tier and then like SM on the next tier and then the other people below them. Like, I, yeah. I think we all kind of predict that. And that's fine. I don't, I don't, I think that it's good that, that they were finally able to diversify, even if they didn't do it on their own, even if it came mostly from acquisitions, you know, that's fine. And I think it's good in the sense that hopefully two by two, you know, gets more opportunities and maybe they'll debut a girl group or something that's interesting. But yeah, I I just, I want to see what also happens when BTS all goes to the military, because at that point, they're going to have to rely very heavily on their Ithaca titles 
if and and if that does is something that is not going to happen, then they're going to have to actually learn how to invest in the talent that they already have. Because I just don't think it would be smart to debut groups if you're already not having success, not not having the success that you once had when when BTS was active. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, that would be kind of the test for them. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because you can make as much money as you want now, but this is one to two years of success. What's going to happen in the long term? Yeah. Like, if, that's, yeah. that's the reason why, sorry, sorry, just one more thing. No, go I was going to say, that's the reason why we don't worry about SM when they go through little moments because SM is what, 30 years, 25 years? about 25 years, 20 to 25 years in the game. And they've uh-huh. shown that they can develop talent from the ground up. Yep. That's something that Hive has not shown. So if Ithaca one day decides, huh? Or because technically it's, it's, is it, it's not, is it an acquisition or is it? Because if it's an acquisition, they're the same company. But if Justin Bieber and Ariana decide to leave, uh-huh. then, you know, you're just left with that situation. But anyway. I don't know if you guys have any further thoughts on that. But we do still have a BTS-related story coming up about your beloved Jungkook, Jimin. Definitely not my beloved. He has some issues. Uh, but he did uh, release uh, last week a new song, Stay Alive, that was produced by Sugar, that is on the soundtrack for BTS's original webtoon and web novel, Seven Fates, Chaku. Has anyone checked that out, by the way? No. Okay, just just wanted to check and see. Anyway, for the first for the week of February 18th to 24th, the song entered several of the United Kingdom's official charts, which are typically regarded as the UK equivalent to Billboard's best charts. Stay Alive debuted at number 89 on the official singles chart, making it the first Korean OST in, in history ever to enter the chart. Also, uh, Stay Alive debuted at number 95 on this week's Hot 100. He is the fourth BTS member to earn a solo entry on the chart, joining J-Hope, Suga, and V. And of course, it hit number one on iTunes' top songs on a bunch of different areas and, and stuff. The interesting thing is I, I keep seeing on a lot of forums and in different places that people kind of have... There, there's kind of a prevailing opinion that Jungkook would be the most successful solo member if he were to ever decide to go solo. People seem to think that it's not because he necessarily has talent, but he has a lot of Western fans, obviously. And also he's got that boy next door thing going on. And then if he tries to follow that whole my time, Justin Bieber type style that he seems to, he has that kind of accessibility that might work. I I mean, what do you guys think? Mm. No. I don't. <laughs> I, I, just, I I feel like I don't. I'm kind of like, what's the word? What's the word when you just like are really over something? Ambivalent. Yeah, I'm. I'll just say I'm really over this, and 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 I was about to call this man Justin Bieber, Jungkook, and the whole situation. I don't know. It's just it's it's not it's not interesting in in terms of it's not new, it's not fresh, it's not. It's just I think I think that they're gonna. I, I think for me because I'm so confident that they don't really have 
very long left to make all of this money that they're making now. I think mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get excited about different things and really interested in certain things. I do think Justin, out of Justin, Jungkook, out of all the Jungkook has the most potential in terms mm-hmm. of, I agree in, on that end, just because he has the perfect storm of everything. He has a Western appeal about him. And a lot of that comes from the fact that he seems to be the Aaron Yeager of the group, very freedom oriented and kind of want to do, you know, just kind of do his own thing. And he also has the most talent. He can sing and dance. And I mean, he don't sound too bad at rapping either. I mean, I'm not going to pay him to rap, but sure. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he he's not ugly. So <laughs> I think he... <laughs> he's not and, and I think his personality just all of those things his public persona all that combined would definitely make for the most western appeal and I think that's good and also it helps that he's still relatively he has a lot of because of his youth I feel like he has a lot of fans in other parts of the world particularly in Asia so and I don't know and he has that ambiguous quality about him too where I think People can project onto Jungkook very easily, which is what we've said this time and time again in the past. Mm-hmm. That's the one most important thing to success in K-pop. Can your fans project fantasies on you, basically? And mm-hmm. clearly, his fans do that all the time. So, I don't know. There's no coincidence as to why, you know, he seems to be the one that's always, like, breaking some sort of record. And it's not, and it's usually based purely on his talent. Like, not, okay, not purely, but it's based... Compared to the other members, I feel like the, you know, when it comes to particularly Jimin and V, and I'm saying those because those they are basically the vocal line apart from, from Jin, a lot of the focus is their gaze will be, you know, you know, we need to do an organized campaign for Jimin or, you know what I mean? Like, whereas Jungkook, it's, his fans don't even really have to do that because everybody recognizes that he's already talented enough to get those listens from the rest of the members odd gaze i don't know how to explain it but justin i mean justin oh my god Jungkook <laughs> is kind of like mark lee from nct or like jackson from gossip in the sense that i feel like you know how there's gays who are there's odd gays but then there's the people who's also like they really are not gay but they claim they're ot7 or mm-hmm. usually those people or, yeah, I stand Namjoon, but I also stand Jungkook. When they say OT7, they literally just mean it's, it's you know, J-Hope and Jungkook, Yoongi and Jungkook. They don't mean all everybody. I noticed that. And, and I wonder if it's because they recognize that Jungkook is the most talented member and without Jungkook, in terms of, you know, performance talent, and without mm-hmm. Jungkook, I don't know that BTS could even be an idol group. Without Jungkook, BTS would be literally a rap group with, like, hype men <laughs> like they wouldn't be an idol group to me does that make sense now i'm curious about your thoughts uh i mean on what i'm saying uh no i i totally agree with what you're saying mostly because jungkook i think is the idol the member of this group that i prefer to listen to like finify my time I'll listen to that song anytime, any day. I don't care. I love that song. I like Jungkook. Jungkook was actually the first member that I was really introduced through to through a show he did with uh, Minu from Shenhua. And I also thought he was really cute and really, I don't know, just something really, he seems like he's a cool dude. Obviously, we don't know him, but he always came across like so normal. Yeah, like he just, just seems like a good boy. You know, like Mark Lee, good he's boy. He's like a puppy in human yeah. form. 
Yeah, that's what he kind of came across of. And I always liked him. I like his tone. I like his voice. Hopefully he is working on it. You know, there's always room for improvement. And I definitely will, if he drops music, I will definitely listen to it, you know? So I, in terms of what you're saying about like a fatigue, I definitely agree with you. I, anytime I see somebody's breaking a record in K-pop, I usually don't pay attention to it anyways. But if I see BTS is attached to it, I or Blackpink. You really you know, don't pay I really don't attention. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just, like, what record are they not breaking at this point, you know? So, and it's good for them. Honestly, I'm not going, I'm not, we're not like hating on them. It's, it's awesome that they're doing it. It's just like, kind of boring. It's, it's, you know? Like you, like, okay, they're going to be on these tours and they're going to sell out in seconds and the tickets, the resale tickets are going to be millions of dollars or whatever. I expect all of that. You know, I expect their songs to do really well. I expect, you know, I expected their butter to be the best selling single of last year. If that's happened, I don't know. But like, you just expect this stuff, you know? So it's, yeah. at this point, it's just, okay, give me something new. Give me something different. Give me something fresh. I, I'm bored. <laughs> you know? I, I, honestly, Nat, I'm so happy you said the puppy thing in human form, even though I'm the one that said that, but you really yeah. said it. I, because like, I kept trying to figure out what is it about Jungkook that really draws me in? Because obviously Tay is the visual of the group. And obviously, yeah, like Jungkook has the vocal talent, but there's so many other idols that sing way better than Jungkook. And yet, if I had to pick an idol that sings that's not in Shiny or 2 by 2 that I, I would have to say Jungkook. And I'm really wondering why that is. And it's literally the puppy energy. He just seems so sweet. He seems like, Nat always calls people himbos. She talk, when we talk, whenever we talk about like, who else do you call a himbo all the time, Nat? Who else? There's somebody else very specific. Is it the guy from Card? Oh, yeah, Matt. Big Matt. <laughs> There's like a couple people that you call himbo. And I, I I, feel like himbo, the himbo's t- like stereotype, those guys tend to be really sweet. Like, they're so nice. And I think that's why, what it is about Jungkook. He just seems like a person who is really nice. Like, and that's literally who he is as a person. And it, he... You know what it is? He doesn't seem like an idol. He seems not fake. He seems approachable. Yeah, approachable. Him, you know what? Honestly, from GOT7, they both seem like, they're really good friends, so that kind of makes sense. But they both seem like good boys. As I said, good boys trademark. You know, like, like you want to pat them on their head. (laughs) And and it's funny that you say that because not to bring, not to digress too much, but I feel like Bam Bam is that idol that's really approachable. I feel like oh, I can see Bam Bam walking down the street and I'm like, what's up, Bam? And then he'll have a whole conversation with me about Andrew Wiggins. Like, I just feel <laughs> like that would, that would be the case. And that's the same way I feel about Jungle. He's a little bit more reserved than Bam Bam, obviously. Yes. But he just is, I don't know, he seems like it's just the baby energy. It's just, like, I can relate to that. I'm the baby of our podcast. So I can relate <laughs> to that. Like, Lastly, though, I do, I do think it might have to do, like, the difference between the Yugum and a Jungkook and a Bam Bam is also culture, because Korean culture is not really, yes. like, you know, like, that sort of friendly, not in a rude way, but I've never seen this man go somewhere and not speak to people, just, like, have <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, and honestly, and, I yeah. can say that about, like, sorry, just to, for cutting you off yeah, the like the Thai celebrities I follow, some of them are, don't get me wrong, there's, everybody's different. So they have different personalities. But for the most part, Thai celebrities kind of have this chaotic energy about them. 
the, the ones that I follow. And it just could be because I like chaotic people. It's like a very much of a pleasant, warm, like it's just so, it's so mm-hmm. warm versus Korean idols. There, there's like, a, it's so much colder. Same thing with like Chinese idols, like Lei and Luhan and like Tao and those guys. They seem very unapproachable. Ash, do you have any? I obviously don't have any experience with meeting idols, but I do agree with the whole thing. I will say like with Jungkook, one thing I've noticed that people like about him is like you say, he seems approachable. And I feel out of all of them, other than maybe Ratmont's RM, he's been seen interacting with people like Black fans and, and, and other people and actually seeming like, you know, approachable and friendly and not standoffish or weird. Some of the others can, can tend to be. And just also with his tattoos and piercings, he does seem like someone that is more open to stuff that is outside of, you know, Korean norms or whatever. So I think people also project on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's so real, too. About Sorry, one more thing on this topic. <laughs> I didn't realize this topic would be this interesting, but it's like, Every other member of BTS, when they are not in Korea, besides Ram Monster, and here lately, Yoongi, I feel they come off as they want to be in Korea. And that's the only place they want to be. And it's the only place they feel comfortable. But even when they are in Korea, it's like they still kind of have this vibe about them. Like they're clearly not comfortable with, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Whereas Jungkook just seems like he's just here having a good time. You know, he's, he's just living life. And like, now we're talking about how the other members of BTS don't seem comfortable outside of Korea, besides Rap Monster and Jungkook. But the rest of them, and I mean, don't yeah. wrong, they, seem, they seem excited when they see celebrities they like, but they generally give this vibe of, I don't really want to be here. Yeah, no, there have been memes on, who is it, Jimin's face when he's in America. Oh, yeah, he has he just such looks, a bitch face. He just there. looks like most of the time, unless he seems, sees like a good looking guy or something, he just seems like pissed off and bored. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Alrighty. There is no more to say on that topic. I will go on to the next. Recently, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on with China and Henry was caught deleting comments criticizing the Chinese on his YouTube account. Someone posted screenshots of the comment section where fans were expressing affection for Henry. And there are also comments degrading Koreans, saying that Korea is a small country. However, comments criticizing China and Chinese were immediately deleted. Comments degrading the Chinese continued until the morning of the 21st, but all were deleted in less than a minute. According to this Korean article translated to one that they didn't, public opinion over Henry's activities has turned old. And uh, people obviously have been criticizing him for his pro-Chinese behavior and focusing more on his Chinese schedules. And obviously he's been uploading pro-Chinese things uh, for a while now, so. Okay, one, who is Henry? <laughs> Henry Lau? Yeah, from... he's a member from Super Junior. Okay. He was like not he was not officially added to the only added, I think, through Super Junior M or something like that, which is their Mandarin subunit. And so yeah. But he's he's was quite popular in Korea for a couple years ago. He was still he was doing a YouTube interview show and he was on varieties. 
I'm pretty sure I saw him in a variety the other day with him. So it's kind of weird that this is happening. But also, what do you guys expect him to do? He is Chinese and he he's lives literally in China. Chinese. I was about to say that. He lives in China and that's his whole culture. You think that because he started his career in Korea that he's just going to forsake China? Does that make sense to you guys? <laughs> I <mean>, people <laughs> talk that about Jackson, so. That's true. And Jackson is like, every time he goes on something, it's like, Jackson from China, you know? So, and didn't he like step away from a contract with, I want to say Nike or something like that, because maybe they, they listed Hong Kong as a separate country or something like that. And I think Lei also stepped down, broke off his partnership with some other company, like a big international company because of it. Like you guys, you guys don't understand it. Things that people are just going to pick Korea over China because they, that's where their start was from, but they got to go home. And I know they saw what happened to Fan Mei Ming. So <laughs> it just, it, it doesn't, it's not smart. It's not smart for them to be pro Korea amid all this tensions and uh, like with China trying to rewrite history on the Hanbok and, and kimchi. Like it doesn't make sense for them to pick Korea on the side of that when they tend to make so much more money in China and be seeing their family and live their lives. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't agree with, obviously, I'm not a fan of propaganda of any kind, but also yeah. this man is literally trying. It would be different if he was Korean doing this. Then it would be like, what? But it's kind of, I, I'm not shocked, is I guess my point, because he's that's you know literally what his what he claims and everything so not very shocked yeah i just yeah still don't know who this man is though but you know good for him it's for not important super junior. you know every almost every member of super junior has some sort of problematic guest so don't even it's it's not important to know who henry is at this point okay <laughs> all right what's next ash Okie doke. I recognized his name, but I forgot my mind blanked on what group he was from. So, okay. So, Vice and iHeartRadio announced, I believe it was last week, that they are releasing a new podcast about Tableau, Epic High. And it will be a 10 episode series called Authentic The Story of Tableau. And it will basically be recounting um, his whole horrible ordeal with the forum Taijinyo. Jinyo? Is that my saying that properly? Taijinyo? Yes, no? Okay. Sure. I guess it doesn't matter if I say it right. They, they were basically a disinformation source that was, it translates as basically loosely translate is tell the truth tableau. And they were a disinformation source that was spreading fake news about tableau. It was an anti-fan club that was questioning everything about him, his military service, his diplomas, and people started believing it. His family members started receiving death threats and there was a ton of media attention in Korea about it. And the podcast is basically going to look at the whole case and how the media played a role and how Tajino blew up and the official investigation that was brought up into him, basically into Tableau. And the series is going to be hosted by, this is interesting, probably only to me, <laughs> but Dexter Thomas Jr., who is a correspondent, one-camera correspondent for Vice News and was host of a 
TV series called Reset, covering the unseen world of video games. But he's hosting this. And it will be uh, starting on February 24th. And yeah, I remember when we recounted that whole issue on this podcast. It was some wild stuff when it was going on. Yeah, I remember that when it was happening, it was kind of weird. I was, I think when I was just getting into K-pop or something, and I was just mm-hmm. like, why do they care if he graduated from the school or not? What bearing does that have on anything that's going on? And then I realized that, you know, we got to do a mini soda on the bullying culture in Korea, like over some of the weirdest things is just a bit crazy. Okay, <laughs> I think some of it comes over this whole feeling that everybody in the Korea or in the Korean public eye has to have this picture perfect image and if they if they even possibly are not fitting something that is culturally or social is in those norms that they expect then it's take out you know bring out the pitchforks and I think it's calmed down a little bit maybe in the last several years I don't I'm not really sure I'm just judging on like idol scandals and things like that but it's definitely a thing i think there well the that video that jay had recommended i was watching it today and they there was like this this and now like a therapist for like basically every celebrity in korea at this point okay and he was talking about how it's easy in korea to feel like you're not worth it because everything is ranked like you're your life is a rank. You know what I mean? In school, they show all your grades and they sh- they rank you based on how you're performing and stuff like that publicly. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at work, what school you go to is ranks. You know, the companies you work for are ranks. So I think that might also play a part into it because it's like this competition that's always happening. Even when you don't know you're competing, it's always happening. <laughs> so, yeah. It could yeah. be that as well. But yeah, this tableau thing I thought was actually really interesting, mostly because I had forgotten about it. And I was like, oh crap, I forgot that that completely insane thing happened years ago where, you know, there was that whole they were telling him and his family to kill themselves because allegedly he he lied about getting into the school. Like it was insane. But I don't know if I'm gonna listen to be honest. I might see how that goes. Yeah, I was about to say, I was actually going to say it might be an interesting topic for a special episode. But obviously, if any, if you guys are interested in doing it, but it's definitely going to be a lot of UK pop fans. They are not aware of what happened. So it's bringing that back out. But on some positive information, Tableau will be performing at this year's Coachella. So congrats to him. And on to the next topic. So, BI is basically going to be managed by Billie Eilish's agent under a new deal with Washington and is reportedly preparing big U.S. features on singles, a global EP, and tours. Can we talk about how just, I have, I mean, this will be quick. This is probably the single, like, greatest piece of news we have tonight. I think this is amazing. I think this is the right move. I think this is really smart. I think B.I. has the talent level to be able to do global work. 
I mm. think he has the the personality and the I, I hate this word, but the swagger of it. Like he has there's something about him that makes me feel like I can totally see him featuring on any artist single, like any artist's work. I can I can literally see him on featuring any popular popular artist you can name right now. I can see B.I. doing a feature and he would sound good. I don't know if I'm the only one. Nat, what do you think? No, I 100% agree. I think B.I. has the it factor and the crossover appeal that mm-hmm. a lot of people do lack. And I think that he would work really well with any artist in any field. If it's rock song, if it's hip hop, if it's pop, I think B.I. has the talent to be able to pull it off and make it his own. And he's working. he's been working really hard on his English lately. So I think, you know, that has sort of tied into the, the big moves that he's making. So I could definitely see him featuring on on actual songs and not just like, oh, this is a random song by a random artist. Let's just add a K-pop idol on it and not change anything about the song and let's just make some money. You know what I mean? I kind of feel he would be more involved with the the creative process of it. So it would be more of an organic collaboration versus something where they just kind Mm -hmm. of throw it at somebody and they just sing on it or rap on it. Yep. It's literally, he, the work he can do is literally what we look for. I feel in in our traditional media industry in America, like those are the type of artists that get the praise that we like to see and all of those sorts of things. So I just hope that to hear the music soon and I hope he can be successful because I think he has the potential and the talent and the it factor that we look for. It seems like, I mean, from what I've heard, he seems very talented. And my only concern would be, and I guess it really depends on what direction he decides to go on it seems like he's very versatile so they his team needs to be careful how they market him especially in the western uh market i think because you know if he tries to do too much of the yg thing i think that could backfire but as you guys have said it seems like he's got range so he probably will not need to fall back on any of that all righty now that we are out of our topics uh let's go into our nine featured deep dive and our featured group for uh, this episode is the new seven member south korean girl group under jyp entertainment in mix uh, the group consists of haewon lily soyeon jenny bae jiwoo and kyujin they debuted on february 22nd 2022 with the single album ad mare and they released two MVs, one for their song OO and the other for their song Tank. Uh, sort of, it was sort of a new MV. We watched both MVs and had some interesting reactions. You guys would like to say about what you think about NMIX's debut. Probably the worst debut in JYP history. Mm. And definitely the worst debut in years. I particularly in terms of like from the the big three or big four however you want to classify mm-hmm. it's definitely the worst debut oh is and and i say this with the love that i think they have potential but i feel like there was a lot of things that went wrong i think and, and it wasn't really i can't say that it, i don't think it's the girls i think that there's just issues 
in the the world, like circumstances that really got them. I think that the girls are very good dancers. Very good. And they're very young. Like the Maknae was born in 06 <laughs> and the leader was born in what? Nat, you said like 03? They're very young. About, yeah, or 03 or 04. 03 or 04. Yeah. I mean, they... They definitely, for them to be so young, definitely have a lot of potential. I think it's interesting that they trained for so long, like some of the members, because how long, training since 2016, is that's ridiculous to me. That's, you were 12, 13 years old. And depending on which girl was training, I mean, even younger than training. That's just, that's a bit much, but you can definitely see it in their dance. I think we were talking on an album review we did recently for maybe Red Velvet. Check yeah. that out on our Patreon. It was Red Velvet's <laughs> perfect velvet. <laughs> yes. Feel free to check that out. It's Patreon exclusive. And we were talking about, you know, how it's interesting, like, like the youth aspect and, and idols training so young and, and developing and the potential they could have. And I definitely think these, these girls definitely have potential. And you know what we were talking about? I remember what we were talking about. We we're talking about dancing and performance. And how that is one of the quickest skills to develop out of all of the skills you need to be an idol. Because you can't really develop a personality. You either have it, you either have the it factor or you don't. You're either Jenny or you're Jisoo, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, it, it's hard to change that. Singing skill takes a lot of time and practice, but dancing skill is the quickest skill you can develop. So, you know, you can definitely see how it paid off all those years of training, because I think that they are sharp. I think they're keeping up with a relatively difficult choreography, especially, you know, considering most Google choreographies are just point dances for the most part. So, yeah, I want to hear them sing actually more on a, on songs that are not kind of thrown together, because these two songs, especially OO, it, we talked about it earlier, but it's literally they they listened to Cherry Bomb and thought, let's do that, but worse. And that's how we got OO. So I was not happy with the song choice there. But now I'm really curious about what your thoughts are about mix and what what does the future maybe hold for them? It was bad. Like, really, really bad. The, I think they were trying to do something similar to Next Level with the, like, beat drop when it went into that other song and then returned. because. That's kind of what it reminded me of. But I don't think the transition worked because it, and so it, it, it felt very jarring when they went into that second song and then they returned, especially when they returned back to the initial instrumental and beat. It felt like what just happened. I'm so confused. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just feel like whoever mixed it, say what you want about SM producers and production for like, you know, ESPA and NCT, but somehow they, they work with all those transitions, all that noise kind of happening. It works really well. This song was Mm -hmm. imitating that and it just didn't work. It was like ATs and ESPA and NCT. It felt like a lot of different sort of inspirations got thrown in a blender but they didn't mix it properly. So there's still clumps of things in it. That's what it felt like. I'm, I that, that is exactly, that's a perfect way to describe that. It's like my, it's like a banana smoothie, but there's giant clumps of banana. It's not yes. like blended. 
Yeah, exactly. I heard it this morning. And I was like, oh, this is like the worst song I've heard in a very, very long time. If this is what people are doing in K-pop, I might not just be interested in K-pop anymore because it was that bad. <laughs> I don't like the song. I don't think anybody here sounds that good. I'm not interested in the dancing. When we checked out their ages, they were quite young to be talking about freaky, fishy, fishy, freaky, fishy, fishy. Like, yeah, that was a there? huge red flag. One of your members is 16. What is even going on here? And it, I don't know, it just felt like, okay, I respect JYP E because they have different, they have so many groups right now that are active that are just doing different things. And I think that, you know, that is something to be said about creativity and diversity and yada, yada. But this is just like, I understand you. It, it's kind of actually like the reverse of YG with Treasure. YG is going away from its initial, its traditional sound. Well, JYP is also doing that. Um, while JYP is chasing the YG sound this time. Because like Treasure is kind of like NCT light, in my opinion. And BTS light like that. Why are all these groups really just trying to be NCT? That's how you can tell. You know, people would joke years ago. You know, NCT is just weird. You know, it's never going to be successful. This isn't this. But if you look at every major group that's come out since NCT, each of them seem like some variation on NCT. I think it's because it's different. No one else is doing what NCT was doing and is continuing to do. They they make their music work. (laughs) <laughs> even when it shouldn't but i think people forget i think people forget those two at the background on the backbone of, of nct is that they have strong rappers you know quote unquote i mean for me it's just mark lee but they have strong rappers and they have strong singers so it's not like yeah. you're just throwing people in a group and you're doing all this crazy shit people are playing flutes and and and, <laughs> and singing about simon says i'm over like no it's not like you're just doing that. I feel like that's what a lot of these companies are doing. They're just throwing people into groups and saying like, okay, you do this enough. Like SME said, no, Tiong, Mark, you guys are going to be the best rappers at this company. And they are the best rappers at that company. You know, for Doyong and Haechan and Haechan and Jaehyun and stuff like that. They're like, you guys are going to be great singers. You're going to be able to do these runs and do the music that we want you to be doing. And they can do it. With their contemporaries, a lot of them can't rap can't sing, you know, okay dancing. I don't think there's a single NCT, I don't think there's a single NCT contemporary that is better than NCT in every category. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you could say, look at NCT BTS. NCT's vocal line kills BTS. Look at NCT, um, damn, there's really not that many. (laughs) Because NCT's in that weird kind of third generation, but kind of fourth gen. Nobody in fourth gen is better than NCT, period. But third gen, there's some arguments in different places, but there's just, I feel like there's not a lot of big third gen groups that are still active right now because a lot of them yes. are in the military or mm-hmm. straight up disbanded or there's been some scandal. I mean, look at Pentagon, look at, look at Icon, you know, these winners are not stable. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so. absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I love God 7. Yes. But I mean... <laughs> Vocally, <laughs> NCT vocal line. I'm sorry, is like next when level. It circles around gossip. <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean, I I do think that Young Jay is a great singer, and I think that JB is a great singer, and I think Junior is actually a good singer as well too. But they are really good at what they do, and I don't. And the the type of music that SM SME wants NCT to be putting out, not everybody can sing that 
And also, too, uh, yeah. there's also something to be said for, and I know Nat might disagree with me in 2022, but let's be real. JYP did not do um, God 7 any favors early on in their career. I mean, I cannot stand Hard Carry. I hate that song. I mean, I, I like Teenager. I love Just Right. But I feel like they didn't really start making music I wanted to hear until they disbanded. That's when all the good music came, in my opinion. But there is something to be said for the tracks that you get. And I think SM does a really good job at figuring out what sounds good for what people. M Mix, this does not work. Like, this is, this, they need to redo. I think this, these girls need a cute concept. To be honest, I think they need a cute I concept. I actually agree with that. Either a cute concept or something sort of like what Stacey's doing. Because I wouldn't say Stacey is doing a cute concept or a hard yeah. concept. I think what they're kind of just in their own lane, which works because I don't think any of the girls could could do any of either of those things either, right? So I think it's more like a confident girl kind of concept. And I think that yeah. Stacey does that really well. And I think that would be great. About Heart Carry, Carrie, yes, Heart Carry's a terrible song. I I Love that thing, but I do not like listening to Cotton Tell Marjorie. But Korea seems to think that's like their greatest song. Huh. I don't, yeah, their Korea's wrong, but I want to go back <laughs> to what you're saying about Stacey and their own lane because if we look at that too, no other group can do ASAP. I'm sorry. The only other group I can imagine doing ASAP sort of is twice, sort of, but we could not do ASAP. Red Velvet would never, Red Velvet wouldn't even want, we talked, we, you have to start Red Velvet album review because we talked about how Irene does not want to do any of those songs. <laughs> you know, you know, um, Irene was willing people trying to get out of that, that recording booth for some of those songs. Yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable sometimes how much Red Velvet probably doesn't want to do their own music. But, you know, Mama Moo could not do ASAP. None of these girls could do that song. But that's because Stacey created their own lane. And I think, yeah, MX, I, I, there's a lot of work to be done with this group. More than any other group we've done on a feature, this group needs a lot of work. Yeah, it feels like JYP just kind of didn't even have any direction for them. He's just, I gotta make something that appeals to everything that's going on right now. And that way we won't fail <laughs> sort of deal. That's what I got from it anyway. Yeah, I feel like they think, they feel that it's is basically just a flop. And so they're just kind of rushing a new girl group. That's so crazy because money. like... When Itzy first debuted, everybody's this is the next big thing. Everybody loves Itzy, but when when you're only when the only song the public likes is your first song and you've been out for a couple of years now, yeah, yeah, I can see why they would think that Itzy's kind of a flop and why they feel like they need to put all their resources into Mix because they clearly clearly they put a lot of money into that music video. Maybe that's why they put so much money into it. Well, I will say that with Itzy, they. <sighs> That song they did, Rujin and the Shoulder Thing, I can't remember what it was called. That was their pop, most popular song. What happened was that Itzy's music has not been consistent. They started with Dali, which was really popular. Then they had It's Icy, which everyone was about. Then they had Baby, Just Wanna Baby, Me, Me. That was their most popular song. And it's the song that most people yeah, like. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite one from them. Yeah. And that was a song that they should have built m- momentum from. But then they dropped Not Chai, Not Me, Itzy, which is very polarizing. Listen, I think that song is like crack. I listen to it. It's not a good song. I can admit this, okay? It's not that great of a song. But that completely, I think any momentum that they had, right, to the garbage can. And then they dropped their most polarizing song, which was Mafia in the Morning. 
which I also liked when it that dropped. And I still cool, like that song. I don't care what anybody tells me. But that is not a great song either. So, but, and then after that, Loco and Swipe came out and nobody talked about either of those songs. Nobody. I so, guarantee you they're better than what Mix just dropped today. I can guarantee Oh, absolutely you better. Like, I feel like now I need to go back and really apologize to Itzy because <laughs> 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 this song. But this, you know what this is? You know what this is? <laughs> Oh my god, not to quote the the horrible, horrible George W. Bush and in a very racist comment, but I feel like this is the soft bigotry of low expectations. I feel like I feel like we literally I feel like it's a situation where because we don't expect much, we're easily impressed in a certain way when it comes to like you just said, we need to go back and apologize to Itzy. But Itzy wasn't good. So at this point it's because in mix was so much worse that we have to apologize. This sounds honestly, this sounds like we're just bullying these girls, and I promise we're not. Uh, we're not. I promise we don't mean it to come off that way. It's not the girls. That's what people have to understand. I don't have really any opinion about the girls because to me, the songs did not even give them a chance to shine. I, I mean, they were these were not singy songs. You know what I no. mean? And no. you were so distracted by all the BS going on with the music video and the switch up and the actual production and the music that you couldn't really even pay attention to their actual voices and what they were delivering and because it just was too busy. So it's not like these children and adults, because some of these people are adults. It is yeah, JYP. I think it's literally JYP. Yeah. I mean, even the stuff that we're seeing about Itzy, a lot of it is just management decisions that we don't agree with and i think jyp is trying to find a way to stay relevant in a change in sort of music sphere and i don't know i kind of feel like you should just do what you've been doing you know you don't have to do what everybody yeah you don't have to do what everybody is doing and that's the problem because like twice is just being twice and they're still making millions of dollars it was doing really well too before they left you know, and it's the same thing with Wonder Girls. Wonder Girls doing the music that they've been doing is why they're still a nation's group and they still have, you know, nation songs. And it's the same thing with Miss A. Miss A was Even Song She Day. Yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and she was shocked that I didn't know some of the members of Song She Day. And I didn't even know they were so, they are seen as another level. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they, they still are here the to this day. I mean, they're very much like the like Big Bang and Jake Bell's Ration are kind of two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Of their respective like areas. Big Bang yeah. is kind of the same as Girls' Generation, as far as nobody is touching them. Even as popular as the as the other groups were, we were talking about Sister earlier. Being the leader of Girls' Generation is definitely going to be seen as being you know levels above Hewlett, even though they started at the same time. And you no know, Sister had. No one has more number one hits than them <laughs> on the charts. Girls' Generation is just its own, its own thing, its own level. You can't. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that they use their debut song as a protest song now. There's no mm-hmm. touching them, and that's I think the difference between them and a lot of the groups that we see now. Even as popular as they are, I don't see people like in Korea talking of like I see that they will be talking about these songs in you know five, ten years the same way that. Girls' generations into the new world is still being spoken about. The same way that, like, if you play Batman May, people will be, oh, they're the criminal group. But as soon as that song plays, everybody's getting up and dancing. 
Like everybody's getting up and dancing. Oh, they're so. a criminal group. <laughs> so, I don't, that's what they call them, right? You said it. The cr- yeah. They call them a criminal group. That is, I don't know why that's so hilarious. The actual words, criminal group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, to wrap this up, yes. Ash, do you have any closing thoughts on MX? Nat, do you have any closing thoughts? Mm, not really. How can how they can improve or anything? Oh, I mean, it, just make your own lane. Do music that like twice, like ooh ah ooh ah, their first song. You know, it was cute, but I think it was a little bit more sexy. And I think they realized by going into cheer up that what worked for them was the cute thing more so than that, and just like being quirky. And I think that maybe you know this is going to be like their got seven with girls girls girls. I feel like a lot of the first songs for YPE groups are not that great. And it's the second single where you start to see them kind of understand what kind of group that they have. Because Got Seven's second single was A. Everybody loves A. Twice's second single was Cheer Up. Everybody loves Cheer Up. You know, Wonder Girls' first single was Irony. Yep. Nobody talks about Irony. So. No. No, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, maybe this is just their irony. And they are going to be moving on to, what was, what was their second song? Was it I'm So Hot? Or was it Tell, Tell Me? Me. Tell me was yeah. the second single, right? Yeah. So maybe the the next single is going to be their tell me. It's gonna be their trip. It's gonna be their A. Remember 2 p.m. It's was it um who was their first single? The one with Jay Park? Before oh my god. I don't even um, remember what it was. Listen it was- to my heart. No, that's not that was their second single, which is also more popular. I can't remember it right now, but it was also the same thing for them. I think the only group from JYPE that had a first single that was amazing was uh Good Girl, Bad Girl. I miss A. <laughs> so, and look what happened to them. So. And they they don't even talk to each other. So like <laughs> we say all that to see. Next single, do better. Thank you. <laughs> please. Yes. Please, please. All right. If that is all about in mix, we have reached the end of this podcast. And once again, I would like to thank you all for listening. Um, if you are interested in listening further to our very large catalog of podcasts, especially if this is you know, your first, second, third time, you don't know us very well, we are on SoundCloud. That is where the majority of our podcasts are stored. However, you could also find us on um, Apple Music, on Spotify, basically anywhere you can find a podcast as well. If you are interested in supporting us further, we also have a Patreon where we post special episodes that would not fit into the regular podcast format, like uh, album reviews. We do those sub- a couple of those a month, I believe. Several. And we every usually... Tuesday, we drop a Patreon. Every Tuesday. Yes. Yes. And we do album reviews. We sometimes we do no filter topics where we just, you know, do an unedited uh, recording on whatever strikes our fancy. And like I said, they're only available on Patreon. And the um, the subscriptions are not that expensive. Are they $3, you guys? For this? It's $3, yes, for the month. And you get basically an episode every week where we talk about things, any topics, or we cover like documentaries or Reddit topics or we do album reviews. Awesome. Yes. So if you're interested in all that, 
please support us as well. We are on all of these socials always. If you, wherever you listen to us, if you enjoyed what you listened to, if you like us, you want to support us, please give us a like or subscribe. It would be very helpful. Um, obviously, seeing other people interested will make other listeners interested as well. And we can grow and provide you more content. Uh, of course, we are on Twitter at NYA Netizens. We are on the Facebook at NY at Not Your Average Netizens. And we are also on Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. Also, our dear Nat has a little radio show going on. Are you interested in giving that info? Oh, yeah, sure. It's on Sundays. How the hell um, are you going to act shocked and you put it in the topic list? Actually, I did. I did. Oh, I didn't put it. I was oh, say. I, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did not put it in the topic list. But uh, yeah, so every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern to 9, we go over, we listen to music and we vibe and we chill. It's called Good Vibes. It's on Station Head. If you are following me on my personal Twitter, it's T22Nats. Then I do put the track listings and links to the recorded shows. They're on my profile there. So you can give it a listen. Let me know what you think. You can make requests. It's fine. But yeah, I actually, you know what I was doing in the time that I was waiting for you to get to ask about like shout outs? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to play. Yeah. So yeah, if you are interested in our Patreon. Once again, it is every Tuesday we drop an episode. And except for this Tuesday, because it's only five minutes to 12 o'clock, so it's probably going to go out tomorrow. Uh, and, but once a week, you will get an episode, and it is going to be um, a fun discussion that um, we have that you can join in, you can make requests. People often make requests, and we cover them. So yes, please. Support your girls. It's Black History Month. Yeah. You should Three be going all out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but let's get into shout outs. My shout outs mm-hmm. are going to be to God7 for being amazing and wonderful. I love you guys. And also to Ash and Jimin for, for this wonderful episode uh, where I feel like everything that could happen in three months happened in two weeks and so there was so much to cover (laughs) shout out to jay and shout out to the listeners thank you always always for supporting us and listening to us ramble on and laugh and talk about how liz is a robot and (laughs) all the other crazy stuff we talked about today (laughs) and yeah um have a good time please please take care of yourself and try not to let world events as such as they are you know, really ruin your vibes. Yes. Yes. I have some shout outs. I just want to do a quick shout out to Gun Etapan and um, Off Jumpo. They have the number one drama in Thailand right now, I believe. And also, I believe I read that apparently the Thai Brazil, sorry, the Thai embassy in Brazil has announced that there's basically the, their show, their drama is causing it's being endorsed in political spheres or something like because it's a for those who don't know it's a political show um but it's a really good show highly recommend it and yeah that's actually why i 
my really only shout out. I thought that was really cool. So, and shout out to you guys. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to at, Nat, at Nash and Jay. Nash. Just to make yeah. it quick, I don't really have any shout outs. Obviously, you guys, my lovely co-hosts, Nat, Demon, and Jay. Uh, love you guys. You helped me make the show what it is. Also, Nat, shout outs to you for giving me the episode title in advance. So I don't have to worry about that when I put it up. And yeah, shout outs to our listeners. Thank you for, you know, people don't realize it, especially when you're doing things like this and putting so much effort into something that you are not getting paid for. It really helps to know that you have people that like you do, because <laughs> that essentially is what helps keep keeps you going. So thank you for everyone that listens and supports and sends messages, positive things, compliments. We love it all. So continue to do that. Okay. Anything else? That's it. All right. We will see you again and again on the next episode. <laughs> Bye, guys.